You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey. hey. We here hey. in the studio, guys. Okay. It's VHL's next. I know we weren't here Last week, but I had to bring you guys a good treat then, okay? Now that I'm back, we got Noise Beats in hey, the studio. Says, hey, man. How hey, you doing? I'm good. That's Thank good. you so much for coming. Thank you for having there me. There was so much to discuss. I'm actually really happy to have you because I feel like I'm such a music head in my own right. Right, right, right. So I have so much to talk to you about. Um, a lot of projects that you've been working on. Hey, yeah. Congratulations. Um, you work in 2020. Well, huh? well yeah. I'm, I've been working <laughs> a lot, I've been doing a lot, uh, but it's just. It's a process out here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you had a lot of people on the show, like, but you know, it's it's been a grind. Uh, it was one of those things that, um, you know, last year was a cool, amazing ending. I think I should say, like, you know, just working with um, all the artists that I've been working with for the last five to six years at their at their makeup right now. Mm-hmm. Their mecca, excuse me, like their top mm-hmm. right now. They're getting their deals and they're over here getting their like, you know, their their clout, their fame. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, it's been pretty good. It's interesting. Yeah, speaking of your journey and all the people that you're working with, um, guys, Noise Beats is a producer. Okay, he yeah. laying down them beats, he laying down them tracks. But tell me how you got your start and how you got to be in this industry because it's a very hard one to it's, get it's, into. It's a very hard one. Um, it's one of those situations where like. I felt like my life was already written out. I mean, as most people are, but I think it was just one of those situations. Like, you know, I was three years, like, I think I was one years old with a microphone in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I got pictures with that. You know, you know, you look back, you be like, God dang, I was really doing I'm like it. saying. You know, I got <laughs> people, I got old school people that was like third grade. Like, you remember you was our, you was our manager and producer and stuff. I'm like, how did I know in third grade, like, what that was going to look like? You know what I'm saying? But, um... Um, real quick, you know, view. I see uh, twelve at twelve years old. I uh, got my first drum machine, and at um, what else? Twelve years old, I got my first drum machine, um, and I was just kind of grinding. I was always like, instead of me being in the streets, my mom kind of was like, "Well, as long as you're in the studio, you're cool." You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, um, and then also, I think when I was sixteen years old. Um, crazy. I was in college already at 16 and I was like already doing stuff just Dang, at 16, at 16 I, you know, was, you know, uh, wasn't, I was just so much by choice on the most default, but <laughs> it was almost, a, I had to prove something to, you know, people. So I just always felt like I, I came from a small town, um, which is Athens, Georgia. And, Ooh, um, Georgia? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 30, like 40 minutes from, you know, Atlanta. Um, but small town, nobody really never makes it. Nobody leaves. Nobody, you know, you know, really, you know, does anything, but just kind of just, you know, they have a dream. And I started um, literally, you know, I think 20, let's see, 2009 was probably when I first had my first, you know, little, you know, claim to fame, you know, kind of working around real industry people like Jay Holiday, um, Youngbloods, uh, J-Bo uh, members, D12, Bizarre for D12. You know, I was with them heavy, you know, so I'm heavy in the studio with a lot of the big heads, but I'm still like, you know, I'm still kind of being a little fly on the wall, you know, at this time. I'm, I'm still developing. I'm still I know, were you grinding. working underneath anyone at the uh, time? You know what? I was, it, I, was <laughs> uh, I was under, really, I was just kind of doing my, I wasn't really under, like, particular 
with just person, like yeah. yeah, just like a person. I was just kind of swinging around, you know, come kinda, to the session. Yeah, come to the session, play tracks, you know, you know, knocking people heads off with my tracks. <laughs> I was just trying to because I love getting people hype in the studio. That's just my thing, and that's how I know. Like, okay, I'm I'm doing some, but um. No, nah, not really under nobody like a, like as much at that time. But that's when I kind of was like in Atlanta. Atlanta was still trying to like it was still developing. Atlanta was still like okay, you knew Atlanta, you knew Atlanta was music, you know, you knew people was there. But, it but wasn't today really. it's today it's Atlanta's totally a different, whole yeah. different mission, right? It's a whole different vibe right now. So um, you know, it was still grinding. So I had left in 2012 to come to Los Angeles, you know, by myself, no family, no nothing. I just came and. Had a round ticket and that's a lot of confidence to just really come out and just leave yo, everything. Yo, it's crazy though. When I look back at it, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> People have these stories about just getting up and leaving. I'm just like, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, need my mom to come with me. Right, that. right. A lot, and a lot of people, and I try to tell people, I know who's like, you know, being out here, I was like, yo, it's such a, it's a big difference when you come from a whole different part of the country. And some people, like, you know, you have no choice but to make it. You know, mm-hmm. this time, you kind of have no choice but to make it. Um, and, yeah, that's when I think, when I moved out here, that's when I finally kind of got my, you know, all right, my feet getting wet. You know, I started, my first, like, major record was with TLC, with their last project, with T-Boz. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of up under her. She was taking me kind of up behind her wings, you know, me and her, like, super talking every day, you know. She was doing a group at the time, you know. she They were trying to work on the album at the time. Is there anything you learned from her specifically? Um, You know what? I learned, she used to always tell me, before even giving her an idea, make sure you got your lawyer. <laughs> that used to be her big thing. Seriously, it was like always like, yo, I don't want to hear it. You know, you need to make sure you had your lawyer. And uh, shout out to my lawyer who's been down with me for five years for not taking a cent. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, true, because like, like you, know? you, I would think like having somebody of, of your talent, right. there's a lot of people in the industry that might want to take advantage of that. You might be, yeah. and you might be so hyped because right. everything's happening so fast. Right. You forget to look over contracts, the fine print. Yeah. You do. So, yeah, that that was, you know, and you really find out. Sometimes it's not even, when when the word they say it's not, it's nothing personal, it's business. Mm-hmm. You understand that word a lot more and more. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, um, you know, like getting with her, like don't get in with her. So, kind of, I was around the whole, um, you know, it was, like I said, it was T-Boz, you know, uh, Young Yanni. Yanni, he's a, no, another big major, you know, producer who produced Danny Lay, you know, uh the game. Oh wow. You know, he's you know, he's always been, you know, that guy, you know, in out here, you know, coming from Cleveland and being around him. Um just, you know, just being around, you know, other dope individuals, that just you know, that that's kinda how my start got out here. And then, you know, just being with artists who I thought were dope. Being around those dope individuals, mm-hmm. do you ever felt like there was a time where it was hard to? Because mm-hmm. I know you see a lot of people maybe doing the same thing that you're doing, right? And it's easy for people to get caught up and think, well, they're doing this, and I'm, you know, trying to do it too. So mm-hmm. you know, why am I not taking off? Or maybe even like comparing yourself to mm-hmm. all the other dope people you yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's that's. That could drive you crazy. It could either make you or really break you because that idea right there is like, okay, until you really find out and understand that some people come out here or here, um, some people are on a rocket ship, mm. right? And then some people are on a boat, but they are both going on the same journey. It's just some people just move quicker than others. And I, trust me, yeah, I mean, you understand, like I said, I've been here for like 
well, March going to be eight years. Out of those eight years, I've seen plenty of people come out here and just skyrocketed past me. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I'm talking about on major tours, million <laughs> platforms, you know, and you'd be like, what the hell? Like, hello, I've been here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I've been doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been getting the, oh, your records is dope. Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. You get those all the time, but you get a lot of no's. Or you get a lot of, you know, well, not yet. So, or no's, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that I mean, it's hard. It is hard because you you are in that you are out here with a lot of the competition and and low key, you know. If I would have did it different, I probably would have waited a little longer to come out here and been a little set up more. But you know, it happened the way it happens. Yeah, everything comes for a reason. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got you now. We right, got right. you. <laughs> yeah, so that's you know, yeah. But I mean, so I wanted to talk to you too about um, Issa Rae. Oh, yeah, though. Because she started her own record label yeah, company, Radio. Yeah, That's did. such a cool name. It is, man. Just, like, put her name in there. And I know. Name, like, you I know. could have been Radio. Yeah, right, right, right. Dang, she took it before me, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, she has this artist, TMR, who you yeah. work with uh, yeah. on Kind of Lovin'. Yeah. Tell me about uh, working with her on this project and, and how that was for you. Well, so that was, man, it was uh, by God. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I think... Um, me and Tmar, man, we had a, a relationship, you know, kind of, you know, before she got signed, probably like a year, year and a half, to, you know, back. Already. Mm-hmm. We was already working. Yeah. And that's why I try to inspire everybody. Like, you know, if you're in this music shit, you kind of, you know, I'm sorry. I'm no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you if you out here, man, you really got to stick with your team. You got to stick with your people. You got to stick with your artists. And you, and you got to just stick with them because, man, like... Honestly, that was just we made that song from scratch, like literally, like you know, came through. Um, you know, I met her. She had this one song called "You Only Got One Job," which is a dope ass single. That's you know, she's kind of been popular off of that one. That's that drew me to me, and yeah. I was like, "Yo, this song is crazy. Who is this girl?" And uh, her manager at the time had was like, "Hey, you know what? You know, tell her to come through." And we made our first record. We actually made was kind of love. Wow! It was the first record, and she was like, "Yo, I know I want this for my album. I know I want this. I know I'm gonna do this." And you're like, "Okay, you know, you know, you sit back, you kind of wait, 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 and you wait, and you wait, and you just sing, and you just got these good songs, and you just never know when that when something's gonna happen." And a year later, well, a year, probably like a yeah, about a good year and a half later, um, you know, she ends up randomly getting signed with Atlantic Records and you know, radio, yeah. you know, they did joint venture and they chose to give it the the single. But we, like I said, we knew this song was a single. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know where it was gonna go by who who was gonna sign. I mean, nobody knew. It was just a yeah. dream. If you really want to think about it, it was a dream. We talked about this the other day. Like, man, this was all. A dream, like this is. We just was just sitting here, and now I'm watching her, you know, overseas on tour, and you know, we. She just put out the remix, um, with with D Smoke, mm-hmm. you know, that came out yesterday was it Friday, and I mean, it's, she is uh, another one who's about to skyrocket out here. You know, it's moving real fast, like really fast. Like when you, you know, have a song, uh-huh. I always wonder like from a producing standpoint, like is the artist your muse? Is your artist the person that I guess really puts the cherry on top of the cake for for the song or how do you look at that? Um I mean, 
Oh no, I, it, it just depends. Like I mean, the artist is a cherry on, mm-hmm. on the top. You know, I mean, if you're if you're coming from a producer standpoint, you know, the main thing for the producers, we need a dope record, a dope, mm-hmm. you know, beat. This you might say or what anybody yeah. say, and you need a dope writer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now you can have a you can have a corny beat. And have a dope writer, <laughs> and you could still make this the number one song in the world. Yeah, as you notice what's going on these days. But, um, but you do, yeah. The artist is the is the main person on top, but it's the artist also has to feel that record too. Yeah, you know. And and how do you know that you want to use your beats for that or give it away? Because I heard you know Kanye when he was a producer saying mm-hmm. that he had certain beats that he didn't want to really like yeah. you know put out there. He want to yeah. keep for himself. So how do you know whether to maybe hold on to a beat or you know you let don't. it go? You don't. Huh? You don't. I mean, you really don't. I mean, I remember I was the same way like Kanye. I was like, oh, okay, I don't want <laughs> this person on this record. But that was like kind of my you know I say in the early days I was kind of like yeah, but really. In, in this world where content is everything and streaming is everything, honestly, you, you know, it's it's all about how you, um, you know, how you arrange that agreement, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, even that record, that record was sitting for a minute. That record almost got to another major artist who's out right now. And she's booming, too. But it could have went there. But, you know, and, and, and a lot of times artists don't understand, too, just because a producer makes this record with you and if y'all don't, you know, really solidify the situation or, you know, the paperwork mainly or even the money of, you know, you paying for it, this song is always going to keep getting shopped until somebody else buys it. Now, what makes it break the situation is either that artists who sometimes most of these artists are writers, they either can, you know, they're still going to get money and they're still going to get paid. But you're either going to either get paid as a writer or you're going to be the one as that artist to be on the song and you're going to blow up off this song and be the artist you know yeah. what i'm saying and and you just never really knows you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because um or I, it, like a situation could happen i could have sold that beat and not got publishing and yeah. not got nothing i just would have sold it for a couple of you know thousands and that's it you know which thank god i didn't yeah. you know what I'm saying because it, it could have went that way you know what i'm saying so um yeah i mean it's just yeah they are just they, they're kind of are it's just depending you just never know like where something's gonna go you just as long as you make great music and you make great songs it's gonna go to where it gotta go you know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and and god is really so much in control of that man because you just really never know like you wouldn't have knew lizzo would have took off the way she took off or her songs would have took off like i was on lizzo probably like two to three years before, before she was even blowing, blowing yeah. you know what i'm saying and and it's so funny like I never would have saw it. I never would have even saw it. Even, it's so funny. I'm, it, it gives me chills on my, because I remember that performance, seeing that performance on, um, I think she did, um, what is that, uh, Essence. Okay. Liz, Lizzo, yeah. Lizzo did Essence, and that concert was just crazy. And I was like, yo, she's going to be dope. And you just, you know, look at her now. It's like, it's a whole different level, you know? Yeah. So. Speaking of, like, of her fame, mm-hmm. I think, too, when you look at the history of like producers, there used to be a lot of fame surrounded by the producer who makes the song. Yeah. Now I feel like that's kind of 
left mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Like there's, it's kind of a small niche that you know the producers that are making all these songs. Right, so right. what do you think about that? Today? Yo, I, I, I mean, we got to bring it back. I mean, we got to <laughs> yeah. bring that back. We got to bring the producers back to the forefront. Like, I mean, if you really think about it, I, you're right. I haven't really, since like Mike Will, Mike That's, Will yeah, was Mike probably Will, was the last. I would last, say for like the last yeah, thing. Because to me, like once you hear that tag, you already yeah, know, what, you already you know, know. what it is. But now, like, you hear so many producers with tags. Like, they, it don't separate the one who's the, the great, real producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. From like, the other people who are just right. making something real quick right. to just you, put out cause there. Because you got to think about it now. Like, who are you going to look at for the last 10 years, you know, from 2010 to 2020? Yeah. Who was that producer? Like, it wasn't like back when, you know, 1990 to 2000 uh, yeah. was Timbaland and yeah. Swiss and everybody. Brian Michael Cox. Brian and, Michael Cox and all. Yeah. You knew all of them, but... It's like, yeah, we got to get that back because people are asking those questions. Like, so people be like, so you did the beat or you, you or you make beats? I kind of don't like that because I actually produce. Like, yeah. I actually do vocals. I actually, you know, pick the record together. I actually arrange the record. Mm-hmm. I engineer the record. I also, you know, say I have to sell this record as like a car salesman. I think it's like almost like the same as when um, you're looking at the artists from then to the artists of today. Now yeah. anybody can call themselves an artist and they mm-hmm. not necessarily have the skill set or the process to be the artist, but they're just putting out content. Right. Whereas like being a producer, it's so crazy because of technology, anybody can just that, and that's hop really on what it anything is. and just put yeah. out content yeah. and then slap themselves like I'm a producer. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is too. I think that um, we don't it has too over flooded. It's so much music. It's so many producers, and it's, it's so easy for people to just find people. Back in the day, we didn't have social media, so Timbaland for you, first of all, for you to even just be in a studio at that, like you had, <laughs> you had some type of connection, like, yeah, real, real connection, because nobody could just like buy a four day equipment. Like a, a, a freaking keyboard back then was, was like twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars. Yeah, a computer and a mixing board and a microphone. You know what I'm saying? Like it was bananas. There's so many shortcuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't a lot of shortcuts then because it yeah. was just a lot. It was a lot expensive. You know, stuff yeah. that went into it. But now, so now it's so many shortcuts. Yeah, oh, for yeah, you. now yeah. It's so many shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a lot of shortcuts because you don't even have to buy. Yeah. You can just buy one thing that does. All Everything. of the things that you need. And listen, I have I got I, I have an amazing writer. Shout out to Candace Wakefield, who like wrote my first number one on the Billboard. Was she writes all her song in a car? Like she That's writes crazy. every song in a car, and her she did a whole album in a car. Like it was just ridiculous. Like how easy it is. She have a microphone, connect it straight to the computer. She mix it, and I'm talking about records, mind blowing records. Like mine in the car. In the car. Like she just did Fantasia album. She did half of those songs in the car. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and I was talking about quality sound in the records, like, you know, out of here. You know, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's a whole different thing. So yeah, and that's what we're trying to do now. I think, you know, the content is gonna help pick the producers back out. We gotta find producers who are actually doing dope content or understanding how to pick this, you know. This new music, what we got right now, this new music industry, we got to put it back together because, okay, now we see streaming is the thing. We see, we get it. All right. So, streaming is the thing. We get now how the money's broken yeah. down. Okay. Now, let's get back into making these, you know, people who are really making these records, showing them off, showing them where it goes down because yeah. people don't understand where it really goes down. Speaking of streaming, like like you were saying, like that gap, like I feel like even the producers that we had back and that time, like we were talking about, you know, the Brian Michael Cox, even like the Rodney Jerkins, mm-hmm. um, 
It's a, it's almost as though like we crossed over into a new state of music, but those mm-hmm. producers, maybe the artists came over with us, but the producers really didn't come over and make that mm-hmm. leap. Like to me, I feel like we still have Swiss Beats and we still yeah. have Pharrell, but right. a lot of the other guys that we used to listen to a lot, we don't really hear as yeah. much in this new era of music Man. either. Yeah, because you know what it is, is a lot of times is um, people... Um, people aren't used to change. Mm. You know, you want to stay in the same vibe or if you're going to be that, oh, I can't deal with them young folks, that young music and stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool. But you, while your money is draining, the new guy, the new young cat who's 20 who can just get a computer and make these amazing records, he's winning. Yeah. So either you're going to either catch up and, and, and understand how to like, you know, cohabitate into the same, you know, level, or you're going to sit there and be what they call an old head, you know what I'm saying? The person's complaining, complaining, <laughs> complaining about nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, sure. where do you see uh, yourself going? Like, you have 2020, you have still a full year left. Yeah, man. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Uh, man, listen, my thing right now, I just want to keep producing new artists. Like, mm. I love the part... I've seen artists go from nothing to something. I love the part of being able to sit there and write a you know artist story out, and for her to you know I like bringing things out. So um, I know how are you able to, or when the producer says that, like yeah. even when you hear Lizzo's story on how mm-hmm. she created Truth Hurts, mm-hmm. it was her producer that really like mm-hmm. brought that out of her, right. that emotion to create such a huge hit. Right. How do you, as a producer, how do you guys be so in tune like that? It, it starts like this, just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like we just have a like most of the dope songs that I wrote were actually real songs that I've experienced, a real thing. So I, I come into the studio, um, and like I said, I'm more of what they call the vocal producer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come in, I might have one of my, you know, writing partners, and I'll be like, man, you know, this crazy chick just did, 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 did <laughs> this happened here, and this happened there, and ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, this could be a song. Yeah. And you just find it and you you can make a song out of anything. You just gotta talk about your story, you know? And, and I think people forgot about that. Like, you know, our music is our story, our music is our life. So all we're doing is just, you know, making it uh, uh, uh you know, for everybody else to hear it. Yeah. And just making it to a, a eight to sixteen bar, you know, so it's just conversations. Yeah. And you that's know? what I always say to me is makes why I like certain artists is because of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. If it's, we're just really talking about really nothing to right. me, I don't really, right. <laughs> I'm not really paying attention to you as an artist. Whereas, like you're telling me a story that's not only great, but you know, right. even if it's not relatable to me, I mm-hmm. can see, I can visualize it. Right. It's a feeling. I always tell, I feel that um, music to me is something that you really can't, you know, touch. But mm-hmm. it's just a feeling you get, even if mm-hmm. you listen to a certain song. Song, and then you just remember the place you heard it the first right. time, or it's right. just like something like so abstract that you yeah. can't even grasp. But it's just yeah. a mood. It's just a feeling. Yeah, and, and it's another thing too. On that, I think it's just like you know, I know people be like, you know, could I go to school to actually do what you do, or can you do that? And I want to tell people like, sure, but I think everybody has a talent. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, some people really just can't sing. Or some people really just can't make music. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But you got to understand what you really gifted is. You know, gifted in, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's really like you really have to understand where you at in life. And you really have to understand what you can do. Because, you know, not everybody can just do it. Mm-hmm. And not everybody can just, like, I mean, like I said, I I learned I was actually working with 
you know, recording and not even realizing what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I was recording, like, probably at the age of 13, 14, not knowing that this was going to take me here or mm. not knowing, like, you know, I was going to, you know, get music out there. People was going to hear my music or our music going to be in the stadium or on live TV. I never experienced that. I never thought it was going to ever have that. But, yeah. you know, I'm just a country boy from, you know, Athens, Georgia, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I grew up in the crazy city of Atlanta and just trying to, like, you know, maneuver, you know, and, and trying to survive. Yeah. You know, that was my, my life is always was about surviving. I never thought that, you know, who would be, you know, having yeah. my music all over. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, before I let you go, I forgot to ask you one of my important questions I want to know is that who were your influences growing up? Because you come from, like I said, the Mecca, yeah. I feel like right now, yeah. of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, Jermaine yeah. Dupri. You got, like, yeah. a lot of big heavy hitters. So, like, mm-hmm. what were your influences growing up? Um, My influence, like I said, the, the greats, uh, uh, Timbaland, Quincy Jones, mm. uh, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis, like, they were inspiring to, like, my career. Yeah. You know, uh, but, like, yeah, of course, like, Timbaland and Missy, Swiss Beats, you know, the Kanye's, um, those are, like, just people who were just, I, I, I had to hear. Like, you know what I'm saying? My first CD that I ever bought was, uh, with, I think it might have been a Leo with Timbaland or something. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was something crazy. So, like, my mind, you gotta understand, like, I mean, I'm, a, I, I'm, you know, I'm a late 80s baby, but uh, <laughs> I, I was still, like, those sounds were, like, in, you know, buried into me. So, um, those are a lot of my, you know, ins- inspirations. But, like, even, like, in Atlanta, like, let's talk about Lil John. You got Polo yeah. the Dunn. You got JD. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kyler Park, all, all those yeah. people, you know, who the hometown, same thing. Like, you know, those were definitely, you know, inspiring because you got to understand coming from the South, coming from Atlanta, nobody really didn't give us no love. So, you know, as much as people like, yo, Atlanta booming, to people from, from Atlanta, it's like, dang, you know, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it still is like trippy because you don't understand. We just in this small city, well, it's, it's a compared to LA. It's a small yeah. you know, city and you know, people don't really leave. So yeah, it's 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 different. But those are my, you know, inspirations, man. I love those people to this day, man. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I know I'm like I love them people too. Such a Timbaland. Timbaland. Oh yeah, man. I feel like I'm always blown away by how Modern the sound is right. from when he created it back then, right, you know. Right, 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 right. Like he's still like, trying. He's still like really pushing. Like he's still, yeah, you know, developing. Same thing with him. He's caught up with the same young folk type yeah. of sound, so you can do it, you know. Yeah, yeah I feel like because too, he was like so ahead of his time musically. Yeah, man. Yeah, you so can play some easy for him stuff now. To... It's like it still go. You, know <laughs> you play some easy stuff now. You go still, still go. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, so, what's one thing that you can say? Because, like I said. We know that this industry is being heavily saturated with people who are aspiring mm-hmm. to be, you mm-hmm. know, a musician, an right. artist, a producer. Right. Um, what can you say to people who um, want to break in? Because like, I know it's going to be hard, but I know that there's some, you know, bittersweet Man, moments too. It, listen, you, what I tell you about this music industry, it's no easy way. It's no, you have to sacrifice. You really do. And I remember. What's I, one thing you think you sacrificed? Man, uh, comfortability. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came out here, man. Like That's a big thing. I think people really underestimate yeah, comfortability, man, too. Because you think you can. But when you're in routine, it's very hard to break routine. Listen, I wished 
I had family out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or I had a cousin or a mama or somebody I could stay with. And I came out here with no one. No, I knew one guy. <laughs> I And he was the one guy who let me, you know, I, I had a mattress on the floor my first year. You know, no car. You know, not knowing how to get around. Like, you really got to sacrifice for whatever you do. It don't matter if you cook. It don't matter if you're a football player. You got to sacrifice. If it's time, if it's money, if it's, you know, uh, stability, you got to sacrifice something. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't really have a story, it's nothing. But I just think um, you really have to get out. Like I said, you got to sacrifice comfort. You got to get out your comfort zone. You know, a lot of things that you wouldn't imagine you can do, you got to just take off a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and and I remember, like, that's just one thing about it. Like, you, I used to see this picture. It was this one picture I'm never going to forget. My boy used to have in his studio back in Atlanta where it was this kid on this cliff. And on the bottom, it was nothing. It was talking about taking a leap of faith. He had one mm-hmm. foot out. And you really got to do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah, you really got to take that one foot out. You got to just do something that people was going to be like, nigga, you is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm telling you, half of my people, they were like, nigga, you is crazy. I can't believe you just out here. You trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No plan. But no, yeah. You don't. It's not a, it's not a such thing. You, yeah. I mean, you can have a plan, but, but you ain't. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not foolproof ever. No, nah, nah, none of it. None of it. So, you know, yeah, you got to sacrifice. You got to sacrifice every comfortability that you might have had in your soul to really just come out and do it. Unless, like I said, you know somebody or you know somebody that knows somebody. Like, I came in in this industry not knowing no major big heads. You know, I was yeah. doing stuff, but I ain't had nobody who was like, my cousin work at Interscope Atlantic or <laughs> my cousin work at the radio station. Nah, you yeah. gotta just, you know, figure it out. And, um, and I tell people you gotta pick those, uh, that 10, that, for they say, 5 to 10 years overnight success, you gotta pick them 10 years or 10,000 hours, however you wanna call it. I think that's the realest thing ever to me. I'm that sorry. 10,000 hour rule. That 10,000 yeah. hour rule, man, I'll tell you, I think that's the realest but funniest, weirdest thing in the world because <laughs> I can tell you, everybody who I know who started within their 10 years, if they consistently did their thing 10 years, they are in a nice position right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my friends who started, you know, eight years ago, now, like I said, some people on the skyrocket, somebody on the rocket ship, a rocket ship, but everybody don't move in the same timing. So, yeah, you just got to keep moving. Like, I would have never thought last year, you know what I'm saying, was going to change my life the way it did. It definitely changed my life in a whole different way. So, um, but like I said, that last year I was waiting and I'm like, God, please, I know, you know, this is going to happen yeah. one day. But it, when is it going to happen? You never know when it's going to happen. You have a small success here, sprinkle success there. But when you finally have it, yeah, like, you know, it, it happens when it happens. And I still don't feel like it's all the way there. I'm not comfortable yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I find, I'm still growing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So 2020, you're yeah. about developing some more artists. Anything yeah. else that you're looking forward to? Um, developing, developing a lot of artists, uh, vesting in good investments. You know what I'm saying? That can make you money in the sleep. That's my biggest thing. Uh, but yeah, you know, as far as music, like developing artists, um, you know, doing my own compilation do my own you know album out because i got so much music and there's so much that just people haven't heard you know what i'm saying so i think it's time to definitely express those amazing uh you know vocals that i have on these records yeah. and you know when it comes you know from rappers to everybody i just want to develop the hottest artists because you know i mean you know if you hear you know my thing is if i can give a you know help anybody i just want to be able to get them to the next level so definitely. doing that um 
And just, you know, yeah, man, just just staying prayed up, man, staying blessed. <laughs> That's, what it is. That's awesome. Yeah. And, guys, so when he develops these hot artists and drop these hot beats, yeah. uh, Noise, let them know where they can find you on social media so they can keep up with that. Well, you can find me, Noise Beats, um, on at Noise Beats on social media, <laughs> uh, like on IG, Noise Beats, N-O-I-Z-E. B E A T Z and it's with a Z, everything with a Z. So everybody be like, is it with an S? No, that no, it's noise beats, everything. Like Twitter, the same thing, uh, noise beats, you know, I, you and yeah, everything else. You could just, you know, find me on any platform. Um, I'm always looking for the, whoever the, the hottest thing, I'm always in a live. <laughs> Uh, show whatever so yeah you know noise beats at noise beats anywhere you can find me yes please follow him and also uh, you can talk to him about uh, Love is Blind because off air we were talking about how we love Netflix Love Love is is Blind blind as a black man that might be my new show you learn so much about yourself you know it's it's a a lot going on okay we got a little fandom going on over here (laughs) guys this has been VHL's next I'm your host Raylan T find me everywhere on Instagram and Twitter at Raylan T Make sure to follow all things Black Hollywood Live at BHL Online, and I will see you next Sunday. See y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. <laughs>